Hey everybody, welcome back. It's Food News and Shoes Radio. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being with us today. We're going to talk about food, and we're going to kind of uh, chef geek out. we got Ooh, Sylvie yeah. and Jeremy here, but also Chef David Hendrickson, who is with, he's the Dean of the College of Hospitality for Sullivan University. That's Yay, a, Sullivan. The yeah. Sullivan. That's a pretty yeah. big title, and that encompasses a lot. You know, we, we talk about restaurants a lot, but explain maybe, so let's start with basics. Hospitality. When we say hospitality, what exactly do we mean? Well, there's a quote that I love. Hospitality is when someone does something for you that improves your life. The lack of hospitality is when that doesn't happen. Uh-huh. So, Very simple. Uh, I, I think the greatest thing about hosp- the hospitality industry, we, we help people have, enjoy their life. We share mm-hmm. the greatest times mm-hmm. of their life and we help them through the sorrowful times of their life. So the one common denominator when you're happy or when you're sad is food. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. That's mm-hmm. exactly right. Yeah. So Tell we me. train people to do that. Food, hotel. Uh, so one of the things that, that is real exciting is we just rolled out this quarter. Uh, we revamped our associate degree. Uh, the old associate degree was associate degree in hospitality and restaurant management. Our new associate degree is hospitality and event management so we've added we've taken all the great stuff from the restaurant Mm -hmm. management the Mm -hmm. hospitality management and event management and we've packaged that together because events are are getting to be big event spaces i was going to ask you what are the uh, the pandemic really impacted the hospitality industry so you're probably having to kind of revamp maybe even some of the things you do what what's happening in the hospitality is it roaring back What's happening? It's roaring back. The, listen, it wants to roar back. There, there's chefs sitting in there, in their car, with their foot on the pedal. The problem is we got to put employees in the property, mm-hmm. and it's tough finding employees. Uh, there's uh, no lack. The, the thing is, there's no lack of customers. No, there's no lack yeah, of customers. Yeah, there's no lack of customers. And, and there's no lack of excitement. Right. But if, if you look at, at the, the challenges in employees, and then what's happening with our supply chain, with right. the availability of food and the cost of food, and now with gas prices, it's become a real challenge. So uh, I, there was a group uh, the other day I was talking to of high school students, and I asked them, if you go into this business and you're a professional chef, and you're a professional chef, what's the one thing that you need to know how to make? Mm-hmm. And one student said, I think you need to know how to make macaroni and cheese. He's not and, wrong. That's and that may be answer. important in, that, in his life, and I agree with that. But I said, no, you need to know how to make money, and uh-huh. it's a recipe. And mm-hmm. if you know that recipe, then you get to cook. It's called a business plan. Yeah, 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 yeah. That goes into any, we were talking about this off the air, that goes into any industry. If sure. you have an idea yeah. and you don't have a plan to make it happen, you don't have an idea. You have a dream. Well, I think that's kind of where, you know, this new hospitality program, splitting it up, I think does help because if we look at our industry in general, it's it's like the second largest industry, period. Mm-hmm. And people don't really recognize as hotels, conventions, resorts, yes. all that are, are, are a huge portion of the American economy or the world's economy. So if you're talking about a degree just in hospitality management for restaurants, it's a whole different world when you get onto the resort and hotel side. 
and then you know so those are those are two really important things and and it's a whole field of study each one with their own degree i like the way that you guys kind of split that up to really focus on the education but uh, back to the saying about the chefs and being ready to go it's almost like we're we're in our own flux because hospitality I think is is kind of what's missing right now and that's on an internal basis I, I like this like Danny Meyer setting the table and in, in his restaurant group he always said hospitality starts from our back door you know it starts with our purveyors and our farmers and then goes to our dishwasher and our cooks and if we're hospitable and we have hospitality to each other then it just flows right out the back and into the front and right now we're understaffed and overworked it's hard to have the hospitality mentality <laughs> right. when when we don't have enough hands to to make people's lives better that's right so what's impacting is there's restaurants are taking fewer reservations so they maintain their quality standards in food and service because if you're understaffed and you got a full house that's not okay. what yeah. your brand not taking care of people. that's not your brand that's not the hot level of hospitality you want to deliver to your guests because it's not just about food and it's not just it's about, about experiences the now. it's an experience yeah. yeah people are wanting not stuff but experiences absolutely i think that's what you see you go to a restaurant and you wait and you go well there's 15 empty tables why aren't you seating people. me yeah, it and them. it's because yeah they don't i don't have the staff and they want to make sure you're mm -hmm. not going to wait for your drinks for 20 minutes yeah that's it's right. that you know it's to ensure you a good experience right i mean you guys i mean most restaurants probably have to do that now right jeremy it's really still in flux guys um i'd like to say that we're probably um from what i've seen around town doing a better job than most but we're still understaffed you know um and like for instance we had to run with two servers last night and it's not like we're so desperate it's just we don't have the depth we used to have we have a crew in place but people still need vacations holidays sick days and those things put you in a, in a tight position um you know and, and i think it, it's coming back it's just it, it's going to take a while to to get back to the service level and hospitality we're used we just to. hope the dynamics of the world don't conspire yeah. to put yeah. us backwards so, you know like the pandemic returning or these gas prices that are right. going to go crazy so here here's really what i like to tell young people a restaurant job and and all people a restaurant job is not a job you get until you find out what you really want to do mm -hmm. and there's a lot of people that that's it well i'm going to work in a restaurant until i mm -hmm. well the restaurant industry is a great career there, there it's an exciting career there, there's opportunities to move in your career. Uh, there, there's great advancement opportunities in the hospitality industry. Food is exciting. Uh, so uh, if someone likes sports or anything competitive, whether it be a, a basketball game, a football game, or a card game, let me tell you, you step on the line, that's a sporting event. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> that's right. It's that's you, ag you against the tickets. and. And the, the goal is not to beat the customer. The goal is to beat as well as you did last night. So you, yeah. you're always looking for an opportunity. To, what is the next best taste that I can come up with? And what's oh, the next yeah. best experience? That's how you win in the restaurant industry. And I think that's real exciting. And yeah. uh, Also, I think there, there comes a, a bad rap. When you look at a place like Azor, there are career servers there. And I mean... And a you growing could, field right. of those. And you can make... If, older if you're a server in the right restaurant, you can make a really a good living. We're I mean, also seeing professional wait staff. Like, you right. know, what Lenny is probably in his 60s. 
and is an excellent server. Because well, it's a crack. Anytime like you do you anything. It's like you used to see that in the big cities, and now it's starting to be. If you take pride in it, in it becomes a craft. Mm-hmm. It's not just a job. It's your craft. And if you're a good server, that's, right. that's your artist. craft. A good artist. bartender, that's his craft. Yeah. That's, that's right. Yeah. And they always have the best golf tans because they have time to golf. I know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not sure if you want to look at some, some averages, but I'm just going to throw this out there that, you know, if you want to look at an hourly wage, Service staff at a fine dining restaurant is probably in the twenty-eight to forty dollar per hour category. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's more than um, a lot of trades careers. So, oh, yeah. and your shift is probably six to seven hours long, and it's probably only thirty-five hours a week. You can make it more if you want, but I don't really know a whole lot of jobs with the flexibility mm-hmm. of schedule and money that restaurants provide. Now, there's a flip side of that that you're going to have to work some nights and weekends. But I don't know. Um, it, it, it seems attractive to me. But yeah, no, I, I think the, the hospitality industry, culinary. Uh-huh. Uh, I think food is exciting. Uh, you know, th- just the variety of things that you get to play with. <laughs> yeah, so, playing with food. So you talk I, about I, that. It's not monotonous. <laughs> no, how many toys do you have in your tool bo- in your toy box? Right. A chef. Has mm-hmm. unlimited toys in their toy box. I love it. Hey, uh, to that, uh, to the end of culinary education, you've got some exciting things to announce. We That's do happening. We do. Well, the Taste of Derby is back, and I think that that's so exciting. We we have chefs coming in from all over the country to do Taste of Derby. Uh, it's going to be done at the Yum Center. Our students are involved. We do some of the the prep at the Louisville campus. We're having a recipe contest for students and the three finalists will go and prepare food uh, for the guests at the Yum Center. Uh, so the finalists are down there and their dishes are served to 1,200 people. Wow. And that's a scholarship <laughs> wow. event. Plus, any student that gets to work the Taste of Derby has a chance of four scholarships. So we're offering four scholarships and a recipe contest for the Taste of Derby. That's a great partnership, and they get to work with amazing chefs. So Taste, I got to do that three or four times. And the caliber of people they're bringing in that, uh, you know, Sullivan and Gina Berry rounds up for, I mean, because Derby is a world-class event. But I'm talking, you know, I remember working next to uh, Stephanie Izzard, Girl and the Goat, you know, I mean, some huge big-name celeb chefs. And your students get paired up with all these guys so there's you two to four students on each chef basically doing their heavy lifting but they get to see their dish how it's put out it's a huge learning experience for these students i got my own crew of sullivan students and they rocked um and i don't really i I think those those events in my culinary education that when i went did them i learned more in those little kind of uh, tasting events than so many hours behind the line. Chef, are you finding, and, and both of you, um, are more of those kinds of opportunities coming for chefs? Because I know that really jazzes you up, but you're so busy right now. Mm-hmm. You can't really do some of the things that I know that you Some of the extra stuff do. that you would yeah, do. The yeah, the extra contests. Remember, sure. you, I mean, yeah. you've been to New Orleans. You've been all over. You and I haven't just renovated, and we took yeah, our plaques off the wall. Right? we got to fill the wall back up and get out there and do some events. Right. But right Me and now Jeremy met judging a pizza-eating contest. You remember that? We, that was awesome. That Ooh, was pizza. We, we ate probably <laughs> three full pizzas apiece that night. Oh, my God. That's how me and Jeremy how became friends. How long was it before you could eat pizza again? <laughs> at, at least three days. It yeah. was a couple hours at least. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, we learned a lesson, like, because you go hungry and then 
you know, after oh, we we thought we would have a bite of sure a seven. Yeah, you think you have no, one or two it bites? Was, it was like ten pizzerias that had four pizzas each, awesome. and and th- that and there were there were heats, so we had to eat in heats, and it was. But like you said, you know, you mentioned the sports analogy. You have a wall of awards. You need to add to it, right? I mean, in a certain way, you do like you do have that competitive fire. Yeah, you, you want to go to these events, right? You want to compete like that. But are they coming back? I mean, are we? You're you're coming back with yours. Well, the, yeah, there is a culinary Olympics. I don't think there's culinary a culinary Olympics. It's Laura. held in Germany, uh, and the U.S. sends teams. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's an accounting Olympics. Is there? I don't think so. I or don't an think HVAC so. Olympics. I don't think there's there, there's that or a mechanics. <laughs> right. You don't Olympics. see it for other. You but, don't see it for other industries. But right. You know. So that shows that chefs love to compete, and yeah, they compete no. against the restaurant down the street. Also, there's not a lot of plumbing that? reality shows on TV, <laughs> right? right? But there's have you guys right. seen some of the footage from uh, I can't even say a Bucos de Or. That's right. That is. And a grueling competition. Really? Oh, it's it like is. France versus U.S. versus Germany. And these are all at, you know, I'd say advanced level chefs, some of them master chefs. I mean, it's the you pick your, your, your winning team from America yeah. and you go and compete against these other countries. And I'm talking, it's like three wow. or four days long. They do the, the pastry championships as well like that. And it's, it's insane. Some of the dishes, well, I'm like, I don't even know how to make that. And I've been doing this for a long time. That I usually have an idea of how to go about yeah. a dish. Some of them, like, I don't even know oh, where so to start. So they, like, prescribe a dish that you create. They, they, I can't remember the guidelines, but there's, you know, there's the garmage category, which everything is measured to millimeters on this. Okay, on the, and then it's like, it's like that, that's, that's at a different level. Different there, level. There, there's a great what? line from the movie Burnt about uh, being a Michelin star chef. And I love this line. If you're a one Michelin star chef, you're Luke Skywalker. If you're a two Michelin star chef, you're Obi-Wan Kenobi. If you're a three mm. Michelin star chef, you're Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, <laughs> or Darth Vader. Cause <laughs> uh, sometimes, you I tell you, some there, there, there's, some, there's some tough chefs out there yeah, that you, take no prisoners. That's right. All right, so, so other, other things. So we got other things yeah. going on. Uh, so I think this is exciting for the Lexington community. We're bringing back summer camp for high school Yay! students here in Lexington. So we're gonna run summer camp uh, June 13th through 17th here, here in Lexington. That's great, and it's that's a be great a opportunity. of baking and pastry. They're gonna have baking and pastry days and savory days. So they're gonna get a good mix uh, and get their hands on food. This isn't demo, they're in there cooking. Can any student do that? Um, just, you know, like says, they, I wanna they do can that, look on, it's like a summer camp. Yeah, it's a summer go. camp, they can go on to Sullivan, uh, .edu and they can look at mm-hmm. it. The summer camps are posted. They have information. They can sign Sullivan? up. Is it's it at Sullivan. Person? They can come in from out of the area. There, the, there's housing and transportation. And oh, that's great. Field trips arranged. So I, that's going to be an amazing week. We're running five camps in Louisville, and we're running a camp in, in Lexington. The camps in, in uh, Louisville, we're running a basic and an advanced camp in culinary and baking pace. We're also running a camp there in partnership with NASA, uh, and that's a NASA Hunch camp where they're learning how to make food to compete in a contest to send food to the international. Yeah, Hold that thought for a second, because yeah. we got to take a quick break. We'll come back. I, I want to know more about this yeah, NASA, because that's that's pretty amazing, actually. Talk, I mentioned it yeah. before. We need to talk about it. Hang on. We'll be right back. Round two, Food News and Choose Radio next. Hey, welcome back. It's Food News and Choose Radio. All right, so when we left, 
David Hendrickson, Chef David Hendrickson of Sullivan, was telling us about one of the programs that's going to happen at Sullivan. It involves high school students and NASA. Explain that, because that's very cool. So NASA's bringing someone up mm-hmm. from Houston, and we'll have uh, one of our team in there, and they'll be looking at what does it take to make food that goes to the International Space Station. So there's a national uh, recipe contest and culinary contest called NASA Hunch that they sponsor that we're, we've been a big part of, and mm-hmm. we do the judging. And uh, so the winning team gets to go to the International Space, have yeah. the recipe made and yeah. sent to and the National shipped. Space okay. Station. So this that is, is so to help cool. those teams. It is cool. So, so do we know what they're working with? We or? do not. We you will this know? summer. So the, the, the schools come in with some really interesting ideas. I, I read this proposal that NASA sent out and, and he, you're really making it uh, a s- simpler because if you read this thing, you have to take in calculations and weight and measurement, shelf life, water level. It's a pretty complicated thing to get something into space. Science, yeah. You know, because what we've yeah. dealt with freeze dried ice cream in space. That stuff's pretty delicious. So actually. you have to be able to. But, really? but think about this. This is a this is a really um, a new field. I think for the culinary arts to kind yeah. of explore because I mean we literally have a space force now. Yeah. Right. Um. This is the future. We will be out there in orbit or traveling the stars, and we have to eat. Feeding people in space is a real world problem now. NASA's it's something got a we're going to have yeah. to do. It's yeah. something that, yeah. yeah. It's very relevant, right? As very the world relevant. changes so dramatically. We're, we might yeah. have our first manned mission to Mars in the next five years. We're definitely going to have a moon mission. And Tang's not going to cut it. Right. And, and Tang, you wonder, you're right. You know, <laughs> as you right. bring those things down, too, you begin to wonder. Uh, we've talked about being local and all that kind of stuff, but. With gas prices out of control and, you know, the possibilities of the geopolitical aspects of energy, I mean, what's going to happen? It might even become more hyper-local. We don't know. I think that is what is so interesting and, and changing. Yeah, food, food is going to be very so exciting. So more stuff, though. So, so we do. look like a kid on Christmas morning. So yeah. I know, I know. We have some some great stuff. Our, uh, I love the junior chefs, the, high, the the students cooking in high school. So we do the we're doing the Southeast Regional Junior Chef Competition. Uh, that that's going to be real exciting. That's May 26th and 27th. Uh, and there's some good money. Uh, first place ten thousand dollars. Oh wow! Uh, <laughs> per member yeah, of the team. Cool. Uh, second place six thousand. Third three thousand. Uh, th- that's real exciting to see these high school students sure. uh, compete. And then in August at the State Fair, I hope everybody comes and sees this, at the State Fair, the State of Kentucky Junior Chef Competition. And I think the Junior Chef Competition live at the State Fair is, is, is so fun to judge, uh, to watch these students. And they actually have to send their recipes to the school nutritional specialist, and it has to meet the standards that it could be served in the school cafeteria. And they're judged on how many of the products are Kentucky Proud. So there's a couple things that they got to work with. And not only do they have to cook, they've got judges walking around Mm -hmm. while they're cooking, asking them questions. These kids are brave. I mean, I would get nervous competing in that at my level. Just because you're on a stage at the state fair, probably in front of a thousand people. Imagine being a high school student with no real culinary education. Oh, and these 
these teams are they're 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 in it to win it. Nice. They are in it to win it. Last year when we judged, there there was one team where after the round, this we were packing up and the teams are going. Uh, the team came by and found the judges and said, "Explain to me why you took points off of this oh. and <laughs> yeah, what bold. what could we do different <laughs> yeah. and what's this and uh-huh. what's that and." They they were they were they oh. were doing a deep dive in, into, into what was what they could do better, and it was an amazing that thing. That is amazing. I'm, I'm know, coming to recruit. Yeah, <laughs> <'cause> <laughs> I, let me tell you, you fu- that's that's the trick. So we we were talking about employment and employment needs in the restaurant industry. The smart restaurateur hires a student while they're still in college. Mm-hmm. That's the that's farm right. team. Well, and then they and then. I think more and more the business of uh, the restaurateur that treats their employees well will be the winner and and shows mm-hmm. that the employees it's not just a job it's a mm-hmm. career it's with a, a career future path. that's right and that they're respected mm-hmm. because no one said let's go to this restaurant because they have comfortable chairs right or oh yeah. <laughs> you know or I like the art hanging on the wall no they go to eat the food uh-huh. and if the food's no good that. You may go once. So these yeah. restaurants with these great vo- uh, views that have mediocre food. Won't make it. Thank, you. I hope you got enough tourists to supply those one and done customers. Yeah. Yeah. But you got to build a customer base. And having great employees is the best way to build a customer that, base. That's a great point. Because every time I've been to a restaurant with a selling point with something other than the food, I've never left happy and I never went yeah. back. You also do externs. We you do externs. a huge uh, population of your students in restaurants, including Azure. Oh yeah, yeah, they're, they're all the over, and yeah. they can go all over the all over the country uh, with the way our program is structured. So I I love the practicum. It's it's the first step. It, it's kind of like having a student transition from a culinary program into their career with someone still in both so you got one foot still in school with an instructor holding your hand uh, answering questions offering advice and then you got another foot off in the industry mm-hmm. so it's that transition uh, class that, yeah. that gets them out working so yeah. that that's what we want and the smart restaurant hires them early and then makes makes a plan to keep them yeah I'm so, a little disappointed that when I was in high school sport food sports wasn't an option i was thinking back to the kids you were talking about you know you know when i was a kid obviously same thing for you there was football baseball basketball but now you yeah, could be on a culinary team be a culinary team. yeah i could have been an athlete this would have been amazing and you thing. will break a Which sweat I thought of yeah you will you absolutely will I mean, <laughs> in one hand i'm really happy for those kids and on another hand i'm really kind of jealous yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah there's a number of schools in the state that are part that that uh are part of what's called pro start mm-hmm and ProStart is curriculum written by the National Restaurant Association. And these schools buy this curriculum and they compete in state competitions and national competitions. And the National cool. ProStart competition, I've judged that twice. And I t- you, you sit in a hall when all these students come in to compete. They, they came from Guam, from the military Amazing. base. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine flying a high school team halfway around the world to compete yeah, in culinary? Yeah. Wow. Not only in culinary, but they compete in management. There's two sides of the Pro Star high mm-hmm. school competition, management and culinary. And all these high school kids come marching into this auditorium <laughs> at a hotel. The energy in there could light up a city. 
And then and to see, knives. and they have <laughs> knives. But the culinary students, they they do their whole recipe on a click burner, uh-huh. on click burners. Really. And then they have to present it to the judges. And there's one set of judges doing the tasting and texture and color mm-hmm. and play. There's a whole nother set of judges doing their cost control, their menu planning. They're, they're sourcing, they're purchasing, they're oh, nutritioning, the whole, the whole thing. Cuts. And then that's just the culinary yeah. competition. So there's a number of pro starts. So th- I wish they had that when yeah. I was in high school. That's, that, that's well, amazing. Know, it, I'm glad I'm glad they It opens up so much more for kids. I mean, maybe you know, may like me and you never got, or you got chosen last for every right. athletic team, you know. Mm-hmm. Now it gives you an opportunity. This is my one chance to get picked first. Yeah, yeah. I know. How exciting that <laughs> yeah, could be. But I'm, I don't think I would have been that. chosen for that one either. So I don't know what's <laughs> out there for me. I think you could have done fine. Yeah, if you had started that. early. I'm okay. If you had just, you know, abandoned this whole law degree <laughs> thing and decided to get in. If you, you could have, you would have remembered to put the noodles in the meatloaf. So you could be the team manager because you know how there to you, you know yeah. how to hire a chef, know you know how to people. keep a chef, and you know how to develop <laughs> business plans. So there, it's an important thing to be a GM of a sports team. I love it because don't the coaches report to the uh, general that's manager? That's right. <laughs> so one thing we were going to talk about, we got a few minutes left. We were going to talk about food trends. Yeah. That yeah, yeah, things yeah. that we're Let's seeing now because it. you know obviously you can, yeah. food changes just like everything else but also the pandemic has changed a lot of things sure. nothing we ever foresaw right Right. so how what are yeah. what are the food trends we're seeing now and then you think we're going to see in the not you too said us something a long time ago about what was going to happen by 2030 well things may have totally changed yeah th- things are things are things are changing yeah. um but the restaurant industry as, as we said before there the, the restaurant industry is here it's a big part of our country it's yeah. a big part uh, of our economy uh, it's great but I think with with there used to be farm to table was a concept mm-hmm. and everyone oh that's cool it, it's no longer a concept it's a necessity mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because if you're buying food from Australia New Zealand or halfway around the world good luck <laughs> good luck because there's a carbon footprint to get it here and yeah. there's a cost but if you're buying food from one day's drive to your restaurant, and that's generally it considered more local as one day's drive, mm-hmm. it's not only fresher, it supports the local community. It's not a thing anymore. It's a necessity for restaurants. I think there's going to be this greater separation between independent and corporate. I think the corporate world is going to go a lot more automated and less employee dependent, mm-hmm. which means less hospitality. But yeah, the yeah. prices are going to be there, and it's going to be quick in what you want. I think that independent restaurants are going to have a huge reemergence and a huge re- renaissance because we're going to do the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. And I think that we're yeah. better positioned to handle, even though it sounds weird, some of the, the pricing fluctuations because of that. You know, um, you know, our, we've been able to stabilize food costs at Azure through all this and what's happened is you know we have the flexibility to create five or six specials and Mm -hmm. put those in front of the menu and if i can have talented chefs that can create enough draw towards those specials then it reduces what i'm spending on menu cost you know for every pasta i sell instead of duck breast it's just far less purchasing to do so i think there's a little bit of advantage on the independent side but i think you're going to see a little less hospitality in the corporate world i don't think they're going to be yeah. spending a whole lot of money on people and employees had to I go agree. to a, a fat was out of town this weekend had to go to a fast food restaurant went into the restaurant got the food never talked to a person 
Well, ordered at a kiosk. Ah. Food just showed up at a window. Never, never talked to a person. I only saw one person that w- really only saw one person yeah. and never talked to them. And it was kind of, it was very weird. It's what the customer wants. Yeah. And I'll got to make the observation that during the pandemic and during shutdown, social distancing and masking, people didn't want to talk to you. <coughs> No. They wanted it That's packaged right. with their name on it at the front door. That's exactly what it no is. No interaction and no talking. You order at a kiosk. I want to press I button. put it in on a phone. And I want it to be exactly right when right. I put it up. That, that sounds yeah. cold, no. but I tell you, one of the things that I got when I was a little kid, my parents took us to New York, and we went to an automat. The, uh, the Horton Hardens, and right? And milk yep. came out of a lion's mouth. And yep. for a nine-year-old, that was <laughs> that just was the coolest thing mm-hmm. I ever saw. And you opened a little <laughs> yep. door, and there was food in it, and you took it out and closed the door. Brilliant. I thought automats were cool. But that that's a whole different yep. thing to impersonal robotic foods cooked in commissaries and sent out. So I totally agree with you. I think uh, the, the, the weak... Or, or independent places that were either franchisees or just independent freestanding. If they didn't make it through uh, the COVID, the corporations are going to come in. And I think three to five years, I think there's going to be a huge surge of new money and new excitement in independent restaurants because mm-hmm. yeah. people want that connection. They, go they want the That's connection want. with the yeah. chef. They want connection. Yeah. So when that's their restaurant, they show up, the, someone says, do you want your regular table? And mm-hmm. people like that kind of they thing. They do. And mm-hmm. uh, that personal service. Uh, so I, three to five years, I think that's just gonna start to explode. And, and restaurants that are here now as independents are uh, really in a position to do amazing things because yeah. they're way out ahead of everybody else. Yeah. Because when money comes in, Money's one thing, but money without talent is just lost. Mm-hmm. So the talent has to follow that money. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's why it's so important that people learn the basic skills and the rudiments of how to how to prepare a menu, how mm-hmm. to how to make money. Uh, Which how, is why they should go. It's to why they should yeah. come yeah. to school. Because you're growing in your influence. Well, if you go to work at a restaurant, then you learn that restaurant. <coughs> If you go to school, you learn the industry mm-hmm. and not just one way to do it. You learn the whole industry. I would I also suggest. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, you know, you learn to play classical piano and classical music. You know, you're probably going to be able to shred an electric guitar lick. You know, you've got the foundation. Oh, but sure. if you learn to play electric guitar, it's going to be really hard to go back and learn those classics the right way. Also, I, I think everybody at some point should work in even if you don't want to make a career career out of it everybody at some point should work in a restaurant i think you're right because there's a certain empathy you can tell people when you meet it's someone life hits the road right you can tell who worked in a restaurant down. who's been who's been slammed on a friday yeah, night yeah. and who hasn't yeah. there yeah. there is you right you can tell yeah. and there's a certain patience and empathy you only learn when in you have restaurant. been in the weeds <laughs> That's right. You can't learn it any other way. No, and everybody's been in the weeds, but I always tell students it's it's more important to learn to stay out of the weeds uh-huh. than how to right. get out That's of the right. weeds. So, right. so you're crying. better staying away from the weeds in the, in, yeah. in the and, first and place. And you can do that. You're right. But the, and the more you practice, the luckier you get. So That's right. the more you practice when that bad thing happens and sooner <laughs> or later something's going to happen, <laughs> then you're prepared to pivot yeah. And then the what the guest it's if the guest never knows 
but we know in the back. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> gotta ha- you got to have that guy like I, I have back in, in my experience, the Chef Nogo walking around banging pans and yelling mise en place and chasing you around the kitchen if you went to get an extra onion or something. You should have had this mise en place, mise en place, just running around. Yeah. Oh, this has been great. Check out, by the way, for all the information we talked about, all the different programs, check out Sullivan.edu. And it doesn't matter if you look at the you know Louisville location, the Lexington location, check it out online, Sullivan.edu, and you'll see all the programs, the summer camps, all the things coming up, all mm-hmm. the, the great exciting programs. Stuff. Yeah, very exciting stuff. Yeah. Uh, Chef Hendrickson, thank you so thank much you for coming so in. Much. Thank you. It's, it's always fun to be with you guys. Yeah. All yeah. right. We'll be back next week. It's Food News and Choose Radio.